0: Five, Break seven, leg. Hello, friends! We know this month is about all things spooky, but we needed to interrupt our previously scheduled programming to bring you a very special announcement. Or is it announcements? The Tony Award
1: nominations came out this morning!
0: It's definitely a different feeling this year and is very bittersweet in a lot of ways. But... Nonetheless, we are
1: so excited to celebrate the theater community and the short but sweet Broadway season.
0: For those of you who may not know, the Antoinette Perry Award for Excellence in Broadway Theatre, often referred to as the Tony, is considered the most prestigious award in the American Theatre. The award was founded by the American Theatre Wing in 1947 to recognize those who showed, quote, distinguished stage acting and technical achievement, end quote, and is named after actress, director, and performer, Antoinette Perry. The Tony Awards are broadcast live on television annually and is
1: currently in its 74th year. This year, the show will still be available digitally, but there are still some gaps in what we know about the broadcast itself. Will we see performances from nominated shows? Who will host the prestigious event?
0: We cannot wait to find out. There are a few differences that we already know about. The 2019-2020 season, as we all know, was unfortunately cut short due to COVID-19, which led to discussions as to how and when the awards would happen, who would be eligible, and whether or not the ceremony would happen at all. Under normal circumstances, there are a myriad of rules and regulations to consider, but the main change we know of is the eligibility date. While the original cutoff would have been sometime in April, the Broadway shutdown pulled this date back to February 19th, 2020. What this means
1: is only shows which opened on or before February 19th were eligible for nominations. This means that the shows which had yet to grace the Broadway stages or were still in previews were not viable for this honor. Although some shows opened or began previews between February 19th and March 12th, they are ineligible simply because Tony voters and nominators
0: would not have had the opportunity to see these productions. Let's move on to the fabulous lineup of nominees, which were announced yesterday morning. Nominated for Best Play, we have Grand Horizons by Beth Wall, The Inheritance by Matthew Lopez, Seawall Wall, A Life by Simon Stevens and Nick Payne, Slave Play by Jeremy O'Harris and The Sound Inside by Adam Rapp. How fantastic is that lineup? It's an amazing lineup, and honestly, when we get into the list, you guys will see more, but the amount of plays that are nominated this year, I think it's awesome. It's very rare to see a season where there are more nominees for plays than musicals. So uh, shout out to all of the players. I love seeing Mm -hmm. your names out there
1: now for best musical we have jagged little pill moulin rouge the musical and tina the tina turner musical i love this list so much so much
0: i do love this list but i also have a problem with this list because there were four musicals that were eligible for the tony nominations Uh, The Lightning Thief was also eligible due to the short run. And despite being in a season where we already have limited nominees due to what was able to actually open. um, I don't know. I just think it's not cool that The Lightning Thief is nowhere on this list at all. Um, That's just me. But I do love these three musicals that are listed. They're amazing. And it's definitely going to be a competitive category.
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, we've had Tony Award nominations where it has been only three or four for Best Musical in the past, so I wasn't too surprised. Um, I'm sure The Lightning Thief is great. I don't personally know anything about it, only a little bit, but um, yeah, I'm not too shocked by it only being the three.
0: Yeah, you know, I don't know much about it either. I just think it's weird that Nowhere on the list of nominations? Is it mentioned
1: at all? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess it, it's still a Tony Award. So if they don't see that it it fits in any of these categories, which I'm surprised about, but if they don't see it fits, then they're not gonna just nominate it for the sake of it being Broadway shut down, you know?
0: Yeah, I guess so. I mean, this is why I'm not on the Tony- <laughs> Same. Uh, bored because I would just give everyone one. But uh, it's just, it is, it's worth mentioning that it's odd that it's not on the list. For me, anyway. Totally agree. Moving on to the category for Best Revival of a Play, we have Betrayal, Frankie and Johnny in the Claire de Lune by Terence McNally, and A Soldier's Play by Charles Fuller.
1: Nominated for Best Book of a Musical, we have Diablo Cody for Jacket Little Pill, John Logan for Moulin Rouge Musical, Katori Hall, Frankiteller, and Keys Prince for Tina, the Tina Turner musical. So again, we see the same three musicals, which not surprised because it's the same three for best musical,
0: but um, I'm excited to see how this goes. Yeah, me too. I mean, I think it's, I have to straight up say like, I haven't seen any of the shows in this season at all. But, you know, uh, heard about them. I would have seen some, you know, if we weren't uh, in the situation we're in. Um, But I think that they all have some pretty awesome things to offer. And at the core, they're really amazing stories. I mean, while I haven't seen
1: Moulin Rouge or Tina, I will say that during my 20 Battle Out of Hell shows in a row, I did catch Jagged Little Pill in tryouts in Boston. And I have to say it is one of the best books of a musical that I have ever seen in my whole life. I mean, you have so much in there. It's really incredible. And I'm, I'm rooting for that one for this category, at least because yeah. it's
0: really beautiful. I mean, and it also has amazing music. I mean, yeah, everyone who doesn't love Alanis Morissette. I mean, it's something that's kind of, you know, sets you up for success, just based on how good her music is in that sense. So I really do like what Jagged has done with it. Another thing that is a setup for success. I mean, all of these shows are intrinsically I mean, Moulin Rouge, you know, it's an incredibly well known Mm -hmm. movie putting it on stage is something that a lot of people have wanted for a really long time. And then, you know, the life story of Mm. Tina Turner, like that's a lot, you know, there's a lot going on in all three of these shows. So uh, I think it could go either way. Totally. I mean, it can always go either way, you know, it's it's an awards ceremony. You never know, but uh, definitely this one, it's a, it's, it's a stacked category.
1: Do you recall if, um, The Carol King musical won best book. I don't remember, but it definitely should have. And if it did, then I also have high hopes for Tina.
0: Mm -hmm. So that'll be exciting. That's actually one of the things I'm most mad about the pandemic, straight up. Yeah. I didn't get to see Tina. I had my ticket and everything. Um, It'll it'll happen. I will see it one day. But especially hearing these nominations come out, I am just... I know. Incredibly sad and disappointed that I didn't get to see that. But moving right along to our next category for best original score written for the theater, we have Christopher Nightingale for A Christmas Carol, Paul Englishby for The Inheritance, Fitz Patton and Jason Michael Webb for The Rose Tattoo, Lindsay Jones for Slave Play, and Daniel Kluger for
1: The Sound Inside. For best performance by an actor in a leading role in a play, we have Ian Barford for *Linda Vista*, Andrew Burnup for *The Inheritance*, Jake Gyllenhaal for *Seawall Alive*, Tom Hiddleston for *Betrayal*, Tom Sturridge for *Seawall Alive*, and
0: Blair Underwood for *A Soldier's Play*. For best performance by an actress in a leading role in a play, we have Joaquina Kalukango for *Slave Play*, Laura Linney for My Name is Lucy Barton, Audra McDonald for Frankie and Johnny in The Claire de Lune, and Mary Louise Parker for The Sound Inside.
1: Crazy well-deserved, too. And can I just say, Audra McDonald is one of the kindest souls you will ever, ever meet. I went through, well, if you saw the Lame Is revival, (laughs) it's a sure thing that you've met Audra at the stage door and had some sort of conversation. And can I just say she is Seriously, the sweetest person you will ever meet. And talent beyond words, honestly.
0: And what Tony Award nomination number is Audra on? I've got to say, she's she has quite a stack of awards and accolades and nominations attached to her name. And honestly, it always makes me smile to see her on a list. <laughs> totally agree. Yeah, talent beyond words. I've got to say, every time I think of her, there's there's a video, so get out your Googlers, kids. It's her singing um, your daddy's son from Ragtime. It is a masterclass, not only in acting, but in vocal technique. So go and check that out. She's iconic. I mean, all of these nominees are wonderful and incredibly talented. Any chance to tell the children to go look at Audra McDonald, I will take.
1: moving forward to the craziest nomination that i've yet to see in any (laughs) any tony awards um the only one in his category Aaron tevate nominated for best performance by an actor in a leading role in a musical okay (laughs) discussion
0: can i just say i have stand as the young ones say i have stand Aaron Tveit forever, for so long. <laughs> and um, as much as like, we're all giggling because it's weird that he's the only one in his category. <laughs> I love him. I'm obsessed with him. And uh, it's about damn time he was nominated for this. Um, I love you.
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I was quite surprised just to find out that he was the only one eligible. Well, I
0: guess Chris McCarroll as well, but. Yeah, that's, see, this is where it comes back to what I was saying about the Lightning Thief being kind of left out of this, Mm -hmm. because there was only two people who Mm -hmm. were actually eligible for the award, which is, yeah, it's a strange decision. Not one I would make, but I'm not in charge.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, I always take it as, what they see fitting as a Tony performance. But then I just still, I'm still surprised that there was literally like, what they couldn't have chosen
0: someone else. But moving right along to another category full of talent. I mean, they all are, but for best performance by an actress in a leading role in a musical, we have Karen Olivo for Moulin Rouge, Elizabeth Stanley for Jagged Little Pill and Adrian Warren for Tina. Oh my gosh. Queens. So many Queens. Oh my God. (laughs) The way
1: I screamed in my kitchen this morning while baking cookies and listening to James announce these. I can't even tell you. Okay, no, I will tell you because my love is too strong. No, listen, I love all three of these incredibly talented women. But when I say, that I sat in that Boston theater and I watched Elizabeth Stanley. I was like, that is one hell of a performance that I don't think I will ever, ever witness again in my lifetime. And that is a Tony winner right there when the show goes to Broadway and here it is. And here she is nominated and I just, ah, oh, I am rooting for her, but I'm also still rooting for all three of these ladies. <laughs> You
0: know, I mean, with award seasons, I'm usually happy with whoever whoever wins. I'm not too right. invested, but like, this is definitely a category where like every winner is like they're oh, like they're yeah. they're just they're they're all amazing, uh, amazing choices. Um, and I, mean- I do have to say, um, Adrian Warren. I have read so many you know interviews with her about her experience with tina and reviews of when she did the show in london and i just think i have this feeling i mean obviously i haven't seen her do it but i just i have this feeling that she's doing something that is a once in a lifetime performance which is why i'm so mad i didn't get to see it thanks to the pandemic uh but she'll be back uh but i just i think she's absolutely brilliant and to hear her talk about uh this part it's beautiful it's beautiful and i mean adrian
1: warren is tina and it's the same way i felt about beautiful the carol king musical when jesse Mueller won that year so also rooting for adrian warren i mean and i i have that cast album on like 24 7 and i'm just like Jocelyn dying for the day, we can both see it live.
0: Like I could listen to her. I mean, I could listen to Tina Turner all day. Yes. I could listen to Adrian Warren sing Tina Turner to me.
1: Oh all yeah. All day long. All day yeah. long. hmm For best performance by an actor in a featured role in a play, we have Addo Blankson Wood for Slave Play, James Crusadi Moyer for Slave Play, David Allen Greer for A Soldier's Play, John Benjamin Hickey for The Inheritance and Paul Hilton for The Inheritance.
0: For Best Performance by an Actress in a Featured Role in a Play, we have Jane Alexander for Grand Horizons, Chalia Latour for Slave Play, Annie McNamara for Slave Play, Lois Smith for The Inheritance, Cora Vanderbroek for Linda
1: Vista. For Best Performance by an Actor in a Featured Role in a Musical, we have Danny Bernstein for Moulin Rouge, Derek Lena for Jagged Little Pill, Sean Allen Creel for Jagged Little Pill, Sahar Nakuja for Moulin Rouge, and Daniel J. Watts for Tina. Okay. I just gotta say it. Okay, so. Say it! (laughs) The way I once again yelled in my kitchen while now eating the cookies when my buddy Derek Lena got a nomination. I can't even tell you how happy I am. And then I started crying and went on Facebook and was like, Oh my god, gotta send the message. I am freaking out. He is one of the kindest people I've ever met with the talent to back it up. I mean, he is so
0: talented. I can't. I'm just so proud. I'm also proud of him. I don't know him, but I'm proud of him. <laughs> um, <laughs> that
1: being said, Sean in Jagged Little Pill killed me. I, sorry, I really love Jagged Little Pill if you don't realize by now, but it's just the cast are phenomenal.
0: Phenomenal. To mention a show other than Jagged Little Pill, I have read so many amazing reviews of Danny Burstein in Moulin Rouge. So once again, it's an exciting category and it'll be really interesting to see how it plays out. Definitely. And moving right along to best performance by an actress in a featured role in a musical, we have Katherine Gallagher for Jagged Little Pill, Celia Rose Gooding for Jagged Little Pill, Robin Herder for Moulin Rouge, Lauren Patton for Jagged Little Pill, and Myra Lucretia Taylor for Tina. Once again.
1: What a list.
0: Can I just say, Robin Herder, I'm obsessed with her.
1: Oh, same. She is
0: so amazing. Like, as someone with most of my tra- background in my training is dance. So as someone with that background, she is like, she's goals. She has absolute goals. I, there are so few people who move like the way that she does and it is so exciting uh, for me to see her nominated for a Tony for this. It's just, I'm thrilled, I'm thrilled. The fact they put
1: Celia, Lauren, and Catherine in this category together was to personally kill me. I know it and I'm feeling it because I just, First of all, I love all the women in this category, but oh my God, again, Jagged Little
0: Pill. Jagged Little Pill. I'm just like, wow, the nominators really love Jagged Little Pill. (laughs) But jokes, jokes aside, obviously these are amazing performers. I have not like, I have heard amazing things about Lauren Patton from people besides Chrissy, I promise. Uh, I love Catherine Gallagher. I think she's, I just, I love her vibe. And I was really excited to see Celia in Jagged um, as well. And of course we have Myra for Tina and just, it's a stacked category. These are all like performances that I would love to see. I would happily pay a ticket to see. You know what I mean? It's, It's wild. Yeah. It's like, take my money. Can they share the award, all of them? (laughs) Please, can we please pull a six? We can't because they're not eligible.
1: Oh no! Nominated for Best Scenic Design of a Play are Bob Crawley for The Inheritance, Sutra Gilmore for Betrayal, Rob Howell for A Christmas Carol, Derek McLean for A Soldier's Play, and Clint Ramos for
0: Slave Play. And for Best Scenic Design of a Musical, we have Ricardo Hernandez and Lucy McKinnon for Jagged Little Pill, Derek McLean for Moulin Rouge and Mark Thompson and Jeff Sugg for Tina. I got to say, you know, when it comes to this one, obviously haven't seen these shows, but by photos alone, I think Moulin Rouge kind of has like a bit of a heads up in this category. Just the expanse, the (laughs) excess, the lights, the elephant, how it comes into the audience. Oh, it is a beautiful, gorgeous piece of work. I'm just, I remember seeing the photos come out around the time it opened of just people sitting like in the audience going, oh my God, Mm -hmm. it's beautiful. It makes me want to cry. It's so transportive. It's like, it just so captures, you know, Baz Luhrmann's designs in the movie. And uh, you know, the actual yeah. Moulin Rouge itself. I just, I'm obsessed. Chef's kiss, love it.
1: Love it. <laughs> Nominated for Best Direction of a Play are David Cromer for The Sound Inside, Stephen Daldry for The Inheritance, Kenny Leon for A Soldier's Play,
0: Jamie Lloyd for Betrayal, and Robert O'Hara for Slave Play. For Best Direction of a Musical, we have Felidia Lloyd for Tina, Diana Paulus for Jagged Little Pill and Alex Timbers for Moulin Rouge.
1: I'm gonna say it again, Jagged Little Pill. No, really though, the direction of this musical. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God.
0: You know, I'm straight up gonna say it for this category. I don't care who wins because we've already won by having a category for best direction of a musical where two thirds of the nominees are women. Yes. And the amount, oh, it's just, I get so exhausted year after year hearing about all these men doing directing of musicals, Mm -hmm. which I mean, I'm not saying they're not talented. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying we need some equality. And if this shortened season is gonna give us, you know, a showcase of female directors, Yes. 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 I'll take it. These are, and you know, I am going to mention Alex Timbers because he did work on Beetlejuice. So I love his work as well. But the fact that we have these two women in the category for two shows that actually kind of center around female characters is so amazing to see. Totally.
1: And I'm not sure if would it go under direction or cor- or choreo but when the scene and y'all who have seen Jack Little Pill know what I'm about to say, what I'm about to say when the scene starts moving backwards oh my god so I'm not sure if that is direction or choreography I'm thinking it might be direction I think it's a combine I would just
0: call it a combination of both right like if you look at Hamilton, for example. Right. Which does, is rewind through a scene and then goes forward. Right. I would definitely say that that is a joint effort between director and choreographer, uh, just because of the complexity of the staging. All right. So for Best Choreography, we have C. D. Larby trikawi for Jagged Little Pill, Sonia Teah for Moulin Rouge, and Anthony Venlost Lost for Tina.
1: Again, I can only say, because I've only seen Jagged Little Pill, but... It is phenomenal, the choreography in this show. So, you know, rooting. I
0: think, I mean, obvious. Okay. Two things to say. First off, Moulin Rouge, that choreography didn't come to play. That is a dance heavy, dance focused show. From, and from what I've seen, like, it's brilliant. It is awe inspiring. And I mean, it's just the, the intricacies, the styling is just it's brilliant. It is brilliant. And honestly, when we think about shows that like I would see for the choreography alone, this is on that list. That being said, Tina that is not an easy show to dance through either, you know? Just looking at you know the performances that we have seen that uh, are made accessible to the public, they, they're they hoofing. These are some Broadway hoofers doing some killer choreography in these shows and, you know, Jagged as well. So this is a good category. This is one of my favorite categories, actually. I love choreography. I could talk about it all day, but I won't
1: yeah i mean just the encore alone of tina i mean yeah insane i'm out of breath
0: just watching it
1: i know i mm, i could
0: never do it but i love watching it (laughs) my goal is to like learn it and see if i could do it without crying yes the answers (laughs) now
1: Leading the nominations for musical theater, we have Jagged Little Pill with 15
0: nominations. And as for place, Slave Play leads with a record-breaking 12 nominations. And honestly, that's really exciting for me because I think this is actually, of the plays in the season, this is the one that I would have loved mm-hmm. a ticket to. And I'm so excited to see it mm-hmm. being recognized. If you don't know about Slave Play, Please, like, go look it up, read the articles about it. It's uh, it's it's quite brilliant and it's amazing
1: to see it nominated. What an incredible list of talent, honestly.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm out of breath for that list. And we didn't list all of the nominees because um, we could be here all night talking about how amazing that they are. So you can go over to the Tony Awards website And you can see the full list of nominees and check them all out. Is there anything else you would like to add, Chrissy, before we kind of move on to our wrap up and our other announcement? Gosh, um,
1: I think we pretty much said it all. I'm just so happy for all who were nominated and um, sending mad love to the shows that weren't able to be nominated this year because the cutoff date and such.
0: Yeah, I am just, uh, you know, I'm blown away that we have this incredible, talented list of nominees. Mm -hmm. But then when you think about it, there are so many other wonderful, incredible, talented people who aren't on this list because of the eligibility date for shows like Six and Girl from the North Country. right? And for shows like Caroline or Change that weren't even open yet. Uh, before the shutdown. So my heart does go out to them. And um, I hope that when everything comes back, they get to do their thing and be recognized for it. And you know, if anybody who works for the Tonys is listening, I think that there should be some sort of montage or like medley something in a way to highlight the shows that were scheduled to open, but didn't, and those who were in previews and didn't make the eligibility date because they should also be recognized and celebrated because they did do the thing. They did do the thing. And uh, I think we could all use a win. Well,
1: the way I see it, and like I was saying to you earlier, is that because you, didn't feel that the Tony should go on this year right
0: you know I don't simply because you know it's a competition which you know is fine and uh you know it isn't kind of like I mean I have a lot of complex thoughts on the Tony Awards as a whole which I won't get into but I think this year with what the theater community has been through, what we are going through, what we will likely continue to go through. It's uh, I just personally don't think it's the place for something like an awards show or a competition. I mean, I would much rather see something using the Tony space, like celebrating the work that these people are doing in a way that isn't tied to competition or eligibility dates and just say, hey, you opened a show on Broadway this season, you were scheduled to, but didn't make a, make it, let's just showcase some of your work and then to do the Tonys at a later date when things are running and safe. I just, I think that, yeah, I just, I honestly just don't think 2020 is the is the year for something like competition and I don't mean that as a like I don't mean that in any way to offend the people who have worked their asses off and been nominated here because they did the thing they're awesome and they should be recognized but this year I just I think this year just it's not it's not the year for a competition that's just me
1: see i see it differently so what i'm thinking is right now broadway is meant to come back may 2021 and i don't believe that'll happen i think 2022 at best i really do believe Mm -hmm. that and um i'm an optimistic person but i'm also a realist and i I don't think it's going to come back for a while that being said a show like jagged little pill and moulin rouge that opened gosh moulin rouge opened what like august 2019 yeah it was open july 2019 yeah because it, it exactly. was open
0: when we were in new york yeah in
1: august 2019 so it did open yeah so shows that are nominated right now so you have moulin rouge jagged little pill tina those might not be there in 2022, because we just don't know what the future is going to hold. We don't know how long these Mm -hmm. wonderful shows can survive. We don't know what the funding is like. It's all a mess. It's all crazy. So I'm really happy to see that these shows that were open for a little while and made the cutoff before the shutdown, though, though totally unfair in a sense i i suppose but then again i think the community needs this i think we need people love the tony awards and of course it is competition i totally get it but it's still it's still a night to celebrate theater and like i said you know maybe in mm-hmm. maybe in 2022 2023 these characters like Derek Lenna who's playing a teenager maybe he won't be able to play a teenager anymore in Jagged Little Pill. So I think it's nice to have these these mm. names and these shows recognized while they can be right now. And then next year, if possible, if it's mm. up and running, even then pretty sure like 2022 would be the next time for a real Tony Awards in the sense that people will be able to see a show and then the voters can go and vote and all that stuff. Then you'll have the six and you'll have um, Mm -hmm. the Mrs. Deltfire shows and like all those shows that didn't get their chance to officially open, they'll be able to have their own Tony season at that time. So I think it's a way of almost splitting the 2019 2020 season into that makes sense, but it's definitely going to be the last Tony Awards that we
0: have for a little while yeah and you know i do love the tony awards i don't want it to come across as the fact that i don't (laughs) i think that they are amazing i think it's a fun night it's kind of the night where theater gets to join the mainstream world and say Mm -hmm. this is what we do uh so i do i do think the tony awards are incredible uh i just think that you know in we've had we've had so many losses this year and I just think, you know, especially what you were saying, we don't know how long some of these shows are going to be able to stick around. And I think that even goes for the shows that, like, for example, Girl from Girl from the North Country, they opened in early March. But who knows what the finances are like for that? Will they have a chance to reopen whenever Broadway does come back? Um, you know, so I guess since we are having the Tony Awards, which I'm really, I am excited about. I do need, I do need my yearly dose of the Tonys. I hope that something somehow can be arranged to showcase some of the talent that didn't get the opportunity to be seen, even in just a little like, I don't know, performance thing or little video clips or just some recognition even though they're not nominated, you know what I mean. Like, what is good about the Tonys is that obviously the
1: year its difficult because many of these shows haven't opened. So if they did close due to finances within the next year, they probably wouldn't get their chance at a Tony Award. But usually, a closed show does have a shot if you know they're eligible.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it's just you know. The way I see it, something like the Tonys and eligibility and all of the work that goes into making an event like this happen, something like that is complicated enough without a global pandemic going on, which is kind of um, that kind of summarizes my thoughts on this, that as much as we need this, it's um, I don't know. I would have been happy to watch like, you know, at a dance competition, you just see all the different numbers go one after another. I would have been happy to just have something like that for like all of the musicals even the ones that have been running for years you know showcase them too let's celebrate all of what broadway theater can be show them all off
1: we are getting that remember when the nbc special isn't it we are getting that i forget what the details are we did talk about it on this podcast at one point but well, they should get we on because that. clearly
0: it's been a while and I've forgotten.
1: <laughs> yeah, I uh, don't – I haven't heard anything else on that. But there is something like that coming up that has totally nothing to do with the Tony Awards. So, um, yeah.
0: We are getting that, though. Okay, that's good. That's that's yeah. something. That's something at least. It just it, – it makes mm-hmm. me sad that, you know, there's so many people who are out of work and um, – while it makes me happy that we are celebrating these people who have done such amazing work, it makes me sad that other people may or may not have the opportunity to be recognized simply because we don't know where this is gonna go. Uh, So I guess something is better than nothing, but uh, just, you know, my heart goes out to everyone.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, in general, I suppose it would be like that any year where a show closes when it's not during the time of eligibility, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's I get bummed It feels every the year. same way. It's it's the yeah, same way, but it's Me just too. it's
0: a little heavier this year, I think.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know. In my opinion, I feel it's a bit more lighter mm-hmm. in the sense that there's less shows to get super um, passionate about, like in an angry way, because I know a lot of people take the Tonys to heart and bash other shows, which please don't do that. Please don't.
0: Yeah, it's don't cool. do that at all. But if we're yeah. posting about the Tony Awards on our blog, do mm. not come into our comment section and try to pit shows against each other like that. I'm not here for it. I will delete you. I don't care. <laughs> Just, you know, because that's not that's not what the Tonys are about. It's meant to celebrate. Celebrate what... Uh. Theater is, you know, mm-hmm. and theater excellence, you know. I'm just really glad that these shows
1: are just getting that this year before God knows what
0: happens. You know what I mean? So I am, gl- yeah, I'm glad we're getting them and that they're going to get the recognition. I just, I wish there was more. That's all. Yeah, totally. Uh, we'll have to agree to disagree on this one, but I think <laughs> definitely to summarize, we're both happy that the awards are happening, and we're excited to tune in. Uh I think that's fair to say. That's where that's where we agree. Mm-hmm. But before we sign off, we do have another we announcement. Do. do you want to tell them? Yes, I do. Okay,
1: so. We wanted to formally invite you to a very special
0: event. We are so excited to be hosting a -a break-a-leg digital Tony Awards party, and we want all of you to come.
1: Yes, we do. We want you to dress up as your favorite character or come red carpet ready, whatever that means to you. Even if that means pajamas, because honestly, that might be me. We want you to fill out your own ballot prior to the broadcast and have the opportunity to win prizes as we connect with the virtual theatre community.
0: All of this will be done over Zoom, and more details will follow on our website and socials. But we are giving our lovely listeners here on the podcast an exclusive heads up. We want to take the time to congratulate all of this season's wonderful nominees. We also want to give a shout out to everyone who is working to create theatre right now, in any small way and to everyone who is waiting for things to reopen. We know it hasn't been easy, but we will return stronger than ever when it is safe for us to do so.
1: As always, follow along with us at breakalegblog.com and stay tuned for more stagey goodness. And don't forget to To break break a a leg. leg. See ya.